biggest games. The biggest events. Wow, the crowd is on their feet. The biggest stories. This is what you signed up for, Seth. I thought it was the end of the game. Welcome to the ESPN Esports Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the ESPN Esports Podcast. It's Rachel here in studio with Jacob. Jacob, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Uh, how about yourself? I'm great. I just uh, I came back from the NYU law panel last weekend, which was awesome. I uh, keep getting invited into law panels for some reason, but I wanted to thank everyone who attended, especially everyone who said hello afterwards and our fans of the podcast. I was actually shocked that so many people showed up and wanted to ask me things, which was nice. Uh, but before we kick off the podcast today, Jacob has a word from our sponsors. Gamers like to customize everything from their gaming rig all the way down to the way their characters look. And now Schick has developed a way for them to customize their shave, too. Introducing new Schick Hydro 5 Sense razors and refills. Equipped with innovative shock-absorb technology, the razor auto-adjusts based on how you shave, backing off or adding pressure when needed. Free custom gel formula refill cartridges enable you to further personalize your shave. Available in hydrate gel with coconut oil to hydrate throughout each shave, comfort gel with herbal extracts to comfort skin, and energized gel with menthol to wake up tired-looking skin. Been using Schick for the last four or five weeks since they sent us some products, and I'm pretty happy with how how things are going. I'm I'm enjoying getting a good morning shave, and uh, they sent me a couple of different packs. I've been trying here and there, and uh, I think the menthol one might be my favorite at the moment. Nice. So I you haven't gotten my package, just FYI. Uh, come on, Schick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so customize your shave with new Schick Hydro Five Cents, available now at Walmart for an everyday low price. For more savings, visit Schick.com. Nice. Well done. Uh, we've also got Emily on the line today to talk about the NALCS finals this weekend with us. Emily, how are you doing today? Um, I'm tired, but I'm happy because KT won last night. So. As a longtime KT fan, it just must feel like finally redemption. It was a good series too. I, I was up watching that one as well. So nice. yeah, it was it was really interesting to watch, and now. In terms of moving forward, if they win, they actually defy my expectations because I put them as a solid third-place team. So now it's like a little bit of relief. I would have been really sad if they lost to this SKT team. So so uh, way too early hot take, Emily Rand. Does KT Rolster win the world championship in 2018? I would say no. <laughs> oh, wow. No, no faith. If you have no faith, why are you even here? <laughs> yeah, but see... If you are, you know what, I say this a lot because people don't understand that when I was growing up, Boston teams were, like, usually terrible, especially the Red Sox, and now they've won so much, people are like, what are you talking about? But I was raised to be super harsh on your team all the time, and that's how I show my love to KP, by expecting little of them and ripping them apart frequently. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Yeah, it is. Um, today's also the start of the NBA 2K draft. Forgot to mention that by the time this podcast is over, it'll already be underway slash finished. So if you want a quick catch up on that, you can check out ESPN.com slash esports. I'm personally very skeptical about the 2K League, but Jacob, I wanted to get your thoughts on it before we dive into the NALCS. Uh, I think the 2K League, and I, I've said this before, I think the 2K League's biggest benefit is is being a taste test for esports for other people that are involved. It's not the first thing the NBA wanted to do. They did look at operating leagues for other people that obviously did not work out. So this is what they're doing now. I think that there are some ownership that have never done anything in esports before but want to that are in that group 
And hopefully those people invest in the uh, larger esports titles in the next coming months and years, as we have seen in the past. Well said. So, moving on to our main event, the NALCS Finals in Miami. The third place match will be on Saturday between Echo Fox and Clutch Gaming, but let's get to the main event really quick and talk about the first place matchup between Team Liquid and 100 Thieves. Uh, as you know, and as probably everyone knows, Doublelift's brother, Yi Hongpeng, was arrested for attacking and killing his mother and injuring his father last weekend. So Doublelift is going through a hardship I can't even imagine. If you haven't already, please, please, please send him your support and your love, whether it's through Twitter, Reddit, etc., and show him that the League of Legends community has his back. Now, Steve Arnset announced that Doublelift is determined to compete this weekend, and he's been performing on an absolutely crazy level in the past few series. Emily, what does he need to do to propel Team Liquid to its first title win? Um, I mean, we watched TL uh, previously, and they're a very fast team. Um, I think if they, not even for Doublelift specifically, but if they draft around what they like to do, which is kind of just push and, like, attack their opponents over and over again, um, they're really good at playing from ahead, uh, so that helps. Um, for Doublelift specifically, I mean, he's been playing really, really well throughout all of playoffs. Um, I commend his ability to, I guess, compartmentalize things in order to be able to do this. Um because I think, you know, everyone deals in grief a different way. So hopefully people are very accepting and supportive uh, because I think they definitely should be. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think TL at this point, if they draft around uh, just kind of smashing lean, um, I think they should have an all right chance. I mean, after the 100 Thieves Clutch Gaming, I saw a lot of people being like, well, congratulations, Team Liquid, on your NALCS title. Um, but I definitely don't think it's going to be that easy because I do think 100 Thieves are a really smart team. Um, so I'm, re- I'm actually really looking forward to this matchup. Now, Jacob, when we kicked off the split, we joked about how Team Liquid was basically acquiring the entire NALCS League to erase the competition. Do you think this ultimately proved fruitful? I think it's very close. Ole recently did an interview, and I want to say it was with Envin, that said Steve built this roster not to take third or fourth. He built it to take first. I think that that is the ultimate goal. They are probably the most expensive team in the league in terms of player salaries and what it took to assemble them from buyouts of the players from Immortals to just generally acquiring max or like very large contracts with people like Impact. I do think that this team's final destination needs to be Worlds ultimately and qualify for Worlds, and I think taking first here would be a very good start to that. For sure. Now let's move on to 100 Thieves for really quick. Uh, Emily, let's talk a little bit about your impressions of 100 Thieves coming into the split and where you think they are today. So yeah, previously on this podcast, I believe, I said that 100 Thieves definitely defied my expectation, not because I thought that the players like wouldn't get along with each other or anything like that, but just because when you have, and they've even spoken to this too themselves, right, uh, throughout the course of the split when they've talked about their own improvement as a team, it's always really difficult when you get a team of veterans who've played for a really long time um, just because they all have 
very set ways in how they communicate and how they see the game and how they receive information and how they dispense information to other people. And so it's definitely a tall task to kind of get a team like that on the same page, despite the fact that every single one of these members, like personality wise are very, very, like they're all very chill people. Um, So I think it's credit to probably it's credit to the coaching staff. It's credit to the players themselves, because again, like, These are all personalities that have gone through a lot uh, during their careers, even to some extent Cody Sun, despite the fact that he's uh, the youngest in terms of like experience. Um, Also, I believe just the youngest in general. Um, But I think, you know, mid midway through the split, they said they kind of had their, their breakthrough moment. And then after that, it's, just looked really, really good for them. I actually think Medios is having a phenomenal split um, very quietly because not a lot of people talk about him. They typically look to Aframu and Cody Sun because Cody Sun has looked very good this split. Uh, but I definitely think that Medios has performed very, very well. Um, and that has a lot to do with it. And they've also just started to figure out how to play in a few different ways around a few different lanes. Obviously, the series against Clutch was very slow. Um, I spoke to a few people, and they just talked about how Clutch actually prepared really well for 100 Thieves. Um, They didn't always let them get these, like, super scaling uh, DPS mid laners that might have made the game go a little bit faster. Um, So I think that Clutch prepared really well, and that's why you kind of saw this slugfest that ended in a lot of slow games, especially that last one. So, um, But yeah, it's going to be an interesting clash of styles when you look at 100 Thieves and then you look at TL that just, they're either or, right? Like, they if they fall behind, they struggle sometimes. Um, whereas 100 Thieves, if they fall behind, they kind of sit back and wait and they can play really smartly. But then if TL get ahead, they just, they know what to do with the lead. They just run with it. I think looking at Medios, to your point, is actually very more impressive than I would say Cody Sun. I think Cody Sun is probably one of the most improved players from last year to this year in the league. I think his performance has definitely exceeded expectations, uh, and he was on a very star-studded team, so I think he's very much lived up to the pressure of being a younger player than most of the people he's playing with. But I think with Medios, if you look at kind of his journey and the way he's he's gone, I mean, he's been inactive at times, just not playing at all. Had a very bad end to being on the Cloud9 starting roster. And even with, like, Phoenix 1, he was great, but Mike Young was ultimately the better decision. I think this outcome is actually just very impressive for Medios, and I, I think he does deserve to get a little bit more recognized than he has as a result. All right, I'm going to ask you guys for your final predictions as as well as, as well as the scoreline. So, Jacob, why don't you kick us off? Team Liquid 3-1. Emily? I'm actually going to go Team Liquid 3-2, although it wouldn't surprise me if either team wins. Because, again, I think 100 Thieves are a very smart team. Um, so if TL fall behind, that's where they're going to have some trouble. But I still think ultimately they'll probably win, uh, especially in this meta. And I, I absolutely think, you know, you mentioned what happened with Double Lift over the weekend earlier. Knowing him, knowing the type of personality he is, talking to people that he has played with in his past uh, if nothing else, he is determined, and I think if he 
does want to play and does play, as Steve Aarons that is mentioned on Twitter or hinted at on Twitter, um, I I think that the, he has something. He he will feel like he has something to prove, regardless of whether he does or not. And I think that uh, this weekend, I hope to see a good performance for him, uh, considering all circumstances. For sure, let's see if he brings that Mamba mentality to the stage. So, everyone, we're going to cut to break in a second, but I have some good news. You can leave us a rating and a review in iTunes and let us know how we're doing. You can also tweet us your thoughts at Rachel Young-Goo, at Jacob and Wolf, at League of Emily. And you can also find us in the ESPN app. And if you subscribe to Esports in it, we can send you an alert whenever we have a new episode. So third place matches often feel like a consolation prize, but you know what? Let's get into it anyway. Let's start off with talking about Echo Fox's biggest strengths. Why don't you break that down for us, Emily? Um, so Echo Fox are, when they were doing super, super well at the beginning of this split, um, they seem to really know how to play around their strengths, which was mid and top side. So um, I know Phoenix has received a lot of criticism in the past for stuff like his teamfight positioning or even like teleports flanking, you know, stuff that when you put him with the team, he might be a little awkward. But he is a phenomenally strong here. He's known as being this really, really strong leader, um, especially on certain champions. And that's what they did. They would put Phoenix on one of his preferred champions, and he would just hold mid. He would have mid priority. Um, Dardock would have his run of the jungle. And Tooney, they'd actually, uh, typically he'd usually gank mid first and then go top side. And they would control the entire top side of the map while bot side was kind of just doing their thing. Um, and that especially worked in the beginning of the split because we had double relic shield bot lane and try, just try ganking that lane because no one's going to die and it's just pointless. So, um, <laughs> that really helped. That, I think that definitely helped, uh, Echo Fox kind of figure out what they wanted to do and they really solidified this top, mid to top side focused play style. Now, towards the end of the split, um, Phoenix was subbed out and I, was wondering why that was until this past week because he did look to it's the first time I've seen him kind of struggle in lane a bit more um, and that actually unravels a lot of what Echo Fox wants to do because again a lot of what Dardock wants to do and what they really want to do topside is focused on having mid priority it's just super important um, so I think that is kind of an issue. I also think now that bot lane is more volatile, you're seeing some of these teams that didn't always play around their bot side as much struggle a bit because that might not be their strongest point on the map. Um, and previously they were just kind of letting them, again, lane and then come to team fights later farmed up. Whereas now you'll see a lot more gang spot side. You'll see even a lot more volatile 2v2s. Um, and so that is another area where uh, you look to when you try to explain, like, why Echo Fox may have fallen off towards the end of the split. Because they definitely haven't looked as strong as they ha- uh, did previously. Right, for sure. So moving on to Clutch Gaming really quick. Emily, you also had some time to embed with the team. What's the atmosphere like? And give us some insight on how they function. I actually love Clutch. I love Clutch. They're so funny because you ask them, you're... You're like, okay, so what are your chances? You know, people are people are saying you're one of the worst teams uh, in the playoffs going in, and they're just like, yeah, that's probably right. You know, we're <laughs> we're still learning. Like, um, I 
I really commend their attitude, the attitude of the players. They all seem very down to earth and very focused on improving as a team. Uh, and then their coaching staff, it has really helped them out in terms of prep for every single one of their playoff games. So I think I'm really looking forward to seeing what this team can do in summer if they, if they decide to stick with the same roster, because I think the staff and the roster that they have in place right now is really interesting and they're all committed to improving and they're all uh, really communicative, it seems, with both the staff communicating to the players and then the players communicating back what they think to the staff. Um, it just seems like a pretty good environment to learn and grow as a team for a lot of these players. So Right. So what are the biggest strengths that they're going to bring to the table this weekend against Echo Fox? Well, if they can get, I think Sebevin has been uh, instrumental again to what Clutch wants to do because we're just like what I talked about with Echo Fox, we're looking at a team that really uh, needs mid-priority. Um, this past weekend, we were also, uh, or, you know, in, during their playoff games, they're also reminded of uh, the fact that Lyra can kind of play a more aggressive in-game style. Um, so if they do choose to go that route, they do need to have mid-priority from Febivin. I don't want to see them getting Skarner and Azir ever again. That is a combination that they always win with, and teams should never give it up. So I'm kind of shocked that they actually did get that combination previously. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I expect to see from them. Strong mid-priority um, their bot lane has been performing really well. Obviously, if you hadn't seen Hakuho for some reason uh, all of last year, I actually thought he performed well last year as well on Envy, um, but he has really, really stepped up to a different level uh, during some of their playoff games. So that's also been just super fun to watch. All right, so I'm going to ask you guys for your final predictions again. Jacob, why don't you kick us off? I'm going to say Clutch Gaming 3-2. Okay. Emily, what about you? I'm going to say Clutch Gaming 3-1. So kind of an opposite of what we did for finals. Uh, (laughs) Although it it really depends on Phoenix, to be honest. Because I do think that Echo Fox can still play the game they want. But it'll depend on how well their bot lane does and also if they can get mid-priority with Phoenix. And that will be hard against Fepovin. All right, TLDR, Phoenix, he's the key to this all. That's all the time we have for the podcast today. Thank you, Jacob, for joining me. And thank you, Emily, for giving us your insight to the NALCS finals. For more esports content, check out ESPN.com slash esports. Or you can give us a follow on Twitter at Rachel Youngu, at Jacob and Wolf, and at League of Emily. Thanks for listening to the ESPN Esports Podcast.